Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lazada Sustainability Academy. Through this program, we hope to share with you the necessary knowledge to future-proof and transform your business sustainably. I'm your host Katrina from Lazada. In the world of digital commerce, we relish the convenience and endless choices it offers, but the surge in delivery packaging poses environmental challenges. Well, with great challenges come great opportunities. Sustainable packaging emerges as a powerful differentiator that aligns with customer expectations and business success. To delve into today's topic, I'm joined by Matthias from Synergy. As the chief of staff and chief business officer, he leads critical areas such as strategic planning, business development, digitalization, and sustainability. His vast experience spans e-commerce, consumer retail, and services. Welcome, Matthias. Hi, Katrina. Thank you for having me. Well, to get us started, could you share your perspective on what do you consider as sustainable packaging in the context of digital commerce? Thanks, Katrina. So,、um, you know, when it comes to sustainable packaging, it can get very technical. So, I like to, you know, for myself, keep it a little bit simple and easy to understand, and also in my discussion with people.、Uh, so, I like to fall back to, you know, the three pillars of environmental sustainability. Right. So, it's all about、uh, trying to、uh, recycle, to reuse, and also to reduce. And so you just have to apply these three things to packaging, and I think we we kind of get an idea, right? So it's trying to reduce as much packaging as you can.、Uh, you try to also try to use material that can be recycled or made of recyclable material, and the last one is also to reuse.、Uh, but even if we such a broad criteria, usually you have challenges, right? So with the、uh, you know, for example, reduction. You will need to know how to measure what your 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 new packaging versus your old packaging or industry standard. If you are talking about recycling, you need to、uh, be able to you know find the correct recyclable material to use. And the last one, even for reusing. So when we talk about reusing, it's not about consumers reusing the the packaging, but more about you know collecting all the original packaging right that you have done. And hopefully to reuse them, so that actually poses quite a logistics challenge, right, for businesses. Yeah. Thank you so much for the sharing. And when it comes to the adoption of sustainable packaging materials,、um, have you observed any shifts in terms of the interest, attitudes, and behavior of consumers and also regulators, especially for digital commerce deliveries?、Uh, so I think、um, there has been a, a growth in the awareness of、uh, sustainability in, in Asia and also in ASEAN. I think even back then in 2021, right,、uh, a Kanta Asian sustainability study already shows that I think close to about 63% of Asian consumers they will factor in sustainability as、uh, a factor when they shop, right. But the interesting thing is, while they know sustainability is important, they feel that it is the businesses or the governments, right, that have that needs to take a huge role, right, in driving it. So there you have on one end、uh, a growth in the. The awareness of that you need to be environmentally sustainable, but on the other hand, you also have the boom of e-commerce, right, and also the arrival of quick commerce, and so you know you have consumers now with digital commerce, they are buying more. They are buying more often, and also asking for quicker delivery, which inevitably, regardless of the packaging you use, that will re-、uh, result in a greater amount of packaging,、uh, you know, that needs to be、uh, used. So, you know, you are grappling、uh, between these two things, and so, therefore, I I would say,、uh, you know, 
uh, businesses like Lazada and also partners like you know Synergy, we have to step in right to see how we can help you know to really come in to bridge these two. I would say these two uh, ends of it. Uh, and for regulators, I think um, all all countries. I mean, in Southeast Asia, as a group uh, and also individually, they are all stepping up, right? Because I think all of them they have a 2030 uh, goal that they want to achieve. So as uh, as a group, I think ASEAN they have the Green Future Project um, that each of the countries have also put in their commitment of what they want to achieve. And then individual countries itself, I think Singapore we have uh, the. The green plan. I think in Vietnam they have uh, the national green growth strategy. In Bank, I think in Thailand they have the the Green Bangkok project, right? So each of these, uh, I think the countries have clear milestones and also clear goal of where they want to go. But currently, I think to speak broadly, I think uh, a lot of the regulators of the governments, right? They are in the process of really trying to still measure and to get reporting done. Uh, maybe some recommendations, some advisories, but nothing mandatory yet. But I think mandatory and compliance will come in because that will need to be done in order to achieve the 2030 ambition uh, as ASEAN and also as the individual countries. Um, if let's say for SMEs who want to adopt sustainable packaging practices, mm. what would be some of the potential benefits that they can expect mm. uh, from the process? So I would think. Immediately, right when you talk about benefits, a lot of people talk about CSR and you know what it can do to maybe enhance um, the brand reputation. Uh, but you know, for a business, especially maybe for SMEs who are still you know a little bit struggling, I think these can be quite soft and intangible benefits, right? So how do you find like really harder, more tangible benefits from uh, sustainable uh, from environmental sustainability and maybe in the aspect of packaging? I think. That requires really a, a shift of mindset, a change of mindset. They need to see sustainability as a competitive advantage, right? Let me give you some examples. So, the first one is a competitive advantage. If you can communicate that to your consumers, for example, right, to really reframe your use sustainability to reframe your brand conversations with shoppers. Right, you might be able to, you know, steer the conversations away from price promotions and to add a, a, another dimension right to your brand. And this has worked. I mean, there are studies that have proven this. So, uh, a study that I was reading for Gen Zs, for example, in that study, uh, close to about sixty percent of them, right, they are actually willing to try a lesser known brand as long as they are convinced that there is so that the brand. Has uh, has social responsibility or is doing something for uh, the environment, so it's you can actually use environmental sustainability to attract uh, new customers, right? And the other one will be to retain customers. And another study uh, that I've read uh, surveyed the businesses, right? So businesses in general, they responded that yes, if once they started to actively communicate environmental sustainability. Uh, shoppers were actually about seventy-seven percent uh, more loyal, so to speak, and they did the other side. They went to also poll the consumers, right? So when they poll the consumers, not so high, about about half, right? Fifty percent of consumers said, yeah, if they know a little bit about what the brand is doing about the environment and social responsibility, uh, they will be more loyal. But the interesting fact is, of that group, the millennials polled the highest, about seventy-seven. 
a percent of millennials were really loyal to brands if they were convinced that they were socially responsible, especially the uh, millennials who were parents. So the first one thing is if you can really, um, how do I say, communicate environmental sustainability to your consumers, you might find that you can actually use that to attract and retain consumers. Um, the second competitive advantage can also be about talent, right? So, you know, a lot of, especially the Gen Z's uh, workers, for example, your employees, right? If you are a small company, maybe you may not have the repute, you might not have the benefits, but if you are actually going down this CSR route, um, you might be able to use that to hopefully attract talent and also retain them, uh, especially the Gen Z's. Um, the third one uh, I can think about is cost. I think it's very funny. You, I think a lot of people will say, hmm, why are you saying cost? Because usually people's assumption is that if once you do sustainable packaging, it will inevitably increase cost. Uh, but that is true in broadly speaking, if you just adopt, if you don't change anything, you know, you change, you just change from one packaging to another packaging, which is more sustainable. But if you take sustainability into the entire value chain, and you look at how you can actually redesign certain things and also look for scale. I am actually pretty convinced costs may not go up. In fact, if you actually look a little harder and put sustainability into the entire value chain, you might actually be able to derive cost savings. And if you actually work with partners, like maybe Synergy, right? Because we do have, we offer, for example, sustainable packaging and we can consult if you really want to examine your entire value chain, you might, you know, you might be able to also discover, you know, cost savings and scale. Um, and on top of it, I think we also mentioned about the governments and regulators. You also can tap into a lot of the government grants, subsidies, and also incentives or rebates, right? If you actually qualify. So that cost to me is actually a benefit, right? But it only if you want to really put sustainability at the heart of what you do and really do the hard work. And I would think the fourth one will be future proving, right? The business, because all countries, especially in Asia, there is a 2030 goal of where they want to do and what they need to achieve. Regulations will come, mandatory compliance will happen. So I think maybe for a business is to maybe start now so you know you slowly build your way in which you can be compliant in the future well there are actually concerns right regarding the trade-offs um, that uh, involved implementing sustainable packaging and i believe this is particularly true when it comes to balancing the environmental responsibility with efficiency practicality and cost effectiveness as uh, what you mentioned just now so what strategies would you recommend smes to uh, employ to ensure that their packaging efforts actually encompass all these aspects Thanks for that. Uh, I, I'm actually very uh, happy you talked about practicality, but I'll come to that later. But when I talk about, you know, efficiency and uh, effectiveness, right, I think I mentioned it a little bit, you know, in the previous question, and it can be answered in terms of the benefits, right? So I think effectiveness is about getting the biggest bang for buck, right, of the cost you're going to put in for sustainable packaging. And the only biggest bang for buck is hopefully, if you communicate this out, it results in you as a competitive advantage, getting more customers, retaining your customers, and not only customers, but also your employees, right? So that is the effectiveness. Efficiency is about stretching that dollar. And like I mentioned just now also, if you are just 
changing right from a to b and you are just skinning it by making by changing it changing the material to sustainable for example you're most probably going to experience no cost savings in fact it's going to cost more so if you want to really be efficient you really need to sit down do the hard work of putting sustainability into again the value chain and you really need to look for the uh, you know it comes down to design and scale right you need to start redesigning maybe your product your processes and through that internally right finding scale can i use the same can i use the same or less packaging across different products across different categories and then working with a partner for example to see whether what's out there in the market and see whether or not then you can even get greater scale right and only by doing that can you maybe help to you know find the kind of cost savings or the kind of stretching dollar effect that you are looking for and um, when you're talking about practicality it's true i mean all of us know esg is great it's an ambition that all of us want to uh, want to achieve want to get there but we are, we had known the also the harsh realities of running a business day to day right so it is difficult so my recommendation is really you know to really sit down and have a hard look at yourself as an organization and there's no harm and it's not no shame in in saying if you're not ready for the journey then maybe don't start or have a plan of how you can get there but take a look at yourself take a look at your organization do i have the right people right do i have uh, the right capabilities do i have the same do i have the right infrastructure you know for this you know challenging long journey ahead if i don't then maybe not now but let me build up all these things first and once you have that i think it's important to have a a very clear vision of where you want to go and then start with baby steps right because i think baby steps you set yourself up for success you don't have to make it too complicated too grand but small steps and once you start achieving those steps i think it helps to you know be kind of like a virtuous cycle where you can gather the momentum and returning to what we talked about efficiency and effectiveness and benefits to me those are very important also so as you have where you want to go where you start you plot out your road map and have clear milestones but not just milestones of what you want to achieve but how that will translate into benefits for your company whether or not of effectiveness or efficiency so those become you know encouraging um what you call that milestones right for you to achieve and then again that helps to sustain that kind of momentum for the entire journey so that is the to me a, a practical approach rather to have a grand vision go in with all you got and you know and then sometimes falling short or you know the momentum dies off etc yeah thank you um i think another crucial consideration for smes especially in digital commerce is to balance sustainable packaging with ensuring product safety and protection during delivery how do you suggest yeah. they strike this balance effectively Mm, okay we we get that quite often uh but you know not not to be rude but i think the question is already with framed with a mindset that once you use sustainable packaging you need to compromise uh you know product safety and product uh, product protection but i think that's the wrong mindset to begin with uh because you don't have to compromise anything there's no balance right and i, I and 
you know, at Synergy, I can I can say that for a fact because we do provide sustainable packaging to our partners, right? Six hundred brands across all the different markets, spanning all the categories. So we do from beauty. So if you're talking about makeup, skincare, fragrances, for example, in delicate bottles, uh, we do uh, home and living, your pots and pans to your plates, right? We do uh, electronics. We also do fashion and sports, etc. So we span all these categories, and we can introduce sustainable packaging, and there is no issue with protection or, um, you know, or protection or sorry, you were mentioning safety, right? Um, because there is no trade-off. Because those are important, and sustainable packaging, if done correctly and done correctly by the correct partner, you should not be, able, you should not compromise. Those. Yeah. Another yeah. misconception that people have is, oh, sustainable packaging will uh, I will have to compromise my brand experience. Again, I think that that is a misconception. If sustainability is part of the brand values, is part of the you know is part of the corporate uh, gu guidelines, for example, then that becomes an outcome. Your consumers will expect. A sustainable packaging, right? So, and we have managed premium brands. We have managed also not even premium, but in general, some brands who have adopted sustainable packaging, but have maintained that sort of brand experience because it's consistent from the messaging right from the very start. And uh, I would say, um, again, I call this, you know, a little bit like the mooncake effect, right? Because some of the brands will think that in order to up the brand experience, I would need to then do fancier packaging, you know. And sometimes fancier packaging involves more packaging or the use of non-recyclable, uh, non-reusable uh, packaging, just like mooncakes, right? Sometimes nowadays mooncakes, right? Because we are near the Mid Autumn Festival, mooncakes become secondary. Is the packaging that is the most important? But I think if sustainability is part of uh, your corporate strategy, is part of your brand. Uh, DNA, for example, you will find other ways to enhance your brand experience. And I think Lazada has launched a lot of initiatives of personalization, for example, whether or not you're fragrancing your, uh, your boxes for a great unboxing experience, or for example, engraving, putting a personal card into, the, into your delivery. I think there are many, many other options where you can up your brand experience rather than just getting fancier and maybe a little bit non-environmentally friendly kind of packaging. Well, we talk about strategy, we talked about uh, operation as well. Let's talk a bit, you know, around communication now. So okay. let's say if after SMEs implemented sustainable packaging initiatives, how can they actually effectively communicate their commitment, their practices to consumers and setting themselves apart from competitors? Okay. I think to effectively do that, like any marketer might tell you, right, it's to tell a story, right? And um, really, you know, to share the journey and there's no shame in doing it, right? Where you are right now, where you want to go. And I think as any story will be, will be to share um, why you are doing what you are doing, right? And I think you have telling that story and using all your uh, touch points, right? To basically convey that particular story. And I think that that is very important. And uh, if you use the story, then you also know a story needs to be consistent. So going back again to something I keep returning is that sustainability cannot be just at the tail end of your value chain when it comes to packaging. 
you need to take sustainability into the business because and and once you take it into the business it's a natural thing that your messaging will become clearer it will be more consistent and it will appear more authentic because sustainability isn't just about product it's not just about packaging sustainability is not even just about environmental sustainability it is the entire ecosystem of how to build a sustainable world right uh, together so i think it is a very bigger topic that needs to be brought into as a corporate strategy into a brand strategy and then taken forward into uh, communication and i think um two two other um maybe things that i will add is the first one when you're communicating maybe communicate it in your impact or what you're trying to do in a very layman sort of way so that people can understand right i think in our conversations because you know you're telling me that i think previously the zada also did a, a survey before right and consumers are more tend to react if they can relate a little bit more to what you're trying to do right don't tell me i'm going to save uh x number of cartons or x, how many tons of cartons but maybe you can tell me if i don't do this how many trees can i say what is my impact right the all of that particular action and that can make make it a little bit relatable so that i can know immediately how to quantify one action versus all a, a non action so that's the first one and the second one is also perhaps um really trying to form partnerships go you know joining organizations pooling like-minded businesses together to start forming communities and to hopefully because you know it's hard i mean it's still hard right uh not only in singapore but across the region if you actually want to shop in a socially responsible way so if you come together with like-minded uh businesses like-minded uh partners through an organization or a network i think you will start to cur- curate a community and grow that pie right and once you grow that pie anybody within that pie you know that everybody will benefit from a bigger slice so i i think that that's another uh thing that you know i would advise maybe the the SMEs yeah Thank you, Matthias, for the great sharing. And uh, to our valued audience, we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Please remember to stay tuned for the upcoming episode of Lazada Sustainability Academy. Thank you again, Matthias. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.